welcome to Maine Education Matters. Thanks for listening to us this week. Uh, I'm Matt Durrett-Card, uh, one of your co-hosts for today. And with us for the first full episode on the legislative side, our co-host, Julie. Hi, Julie. Hello, Matt. Thanks for having me back. Oh, no, thank, no, thank you for agreeing to do this nonsense with us. Today is um, our annual, one of our favorite episodes because it's Bill Titles episode. And with us today, we have Mr. Bill Titles. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill, Bill Titles. Mr. Bill Titles has joined us all the way from California. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, chairing this committee from California. For those of you who probably recognize, that is the originator, the, the original coast, uh, coast. He's on the West Coast. The, the West host Coast. And the creator of Main Education Matters, Mr. Matt Shea. Hi, everybody. So, so like we said, today's episode is one of our favorites because we have no idea what it means. All we know is that there are a bunch of bills that have been put out there with titles. Some of them have not been drafts. Some of them do not have any kind of things behind it yet. They're just a concept at this point. But in order for it to even get before the legislative committees, they have to have a title. They have to get it in through like cloture, I think is what it's called. So we're going to talk about some of what we consider like the good, possibly. We might do a little bit of good. There might be some that we think are bad. And there's some that we're going to go like, huh? What? May I ask a question? Julie, you never need to ask. Since I have in. both of you. Well, you know, it's only my second formal appearance. Um, first of all, thanks for sending me 145 pages to review of titles. But how come there are so many titles that have the same information? Don't people talk to each other? No. Welcome to the legislature. <laughs> yeah. So that's a great question because we, we found this out like, so what, I, I, someone has an idea like, oh, I'll put this idea about like the like genocide or the Holocaust or we'll get to some other things. And then you'd have like nine different bills. And so then the committees have to go and sort them all through. But I believe the rule is that if you put a bill title in, you put one through, you have to get your day in front of the committee. That means- You couldn't wait for those to be condensed before. Right. You included me. No, no. no. Sender 145 pages. Good initiation. <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the, uh, welcome to the fun. So I counted, I counted um, just in the education title alone, leaving out all of the other education bills that might come into like under some economic development or bill title or telecommunications, there might be stuff in there just under the education that's going directly to the Education Cultural Affairs Committee, I counted 153. So last time we did this, Matt, a couple of years ago for the first part of the legislature, how many were there? Uh, a billion? There were there were a billion to a billion and a half. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of paper. There was a, oh my gosh, there were so many, and, and there were so many, there, there were so many of the bill titles that were just, um, like, you, like Julia, you brought up, like repeating itself. But um, given that that was a, you know, a new administration was coming in, things were changing over. There was a lot of things that were like, well, we want to change from the prior administration and put into place. So there was a lot of real hard movement to make those hard turns. And I'm curious to see what you all think about 
a general theme for the bills you're seeing here, if there is one. Before we get to that, Matt, I'm so thankful that I have both of you because one, as I looked through these and saw names that I recognized, that's only because of the work that the two of you started with Maine Education Matters. I, I can't say that I knew many names of legislators beforehand. So kudos to the two of you. Secondly, I'm wondering, I found myself drawn to the names of, of those legislative names that I know. And I'm wondering, do you, are you at the point now that you've done this a few years that some titles have more credibility because you know more about those people and vice versa? Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because there are definitely um, bills that I will look at and I'll see that and I'll sometimes I'll look at the bill and I'll be like, oh, that's from this person. Yep, that's from this person. Sometimes I seek, I seek one, I just seek the name out and to see, I wanna see what everything this person's putting in for good or for ridiculous, mm -hmm. um, mostly on the ridiculous. And uh, so yes, there you, you do find those, I, I have found those things. And that's one of my, favorite parts about this is just trying to see like, okay, how deep has the madness gone? You know? Yeah. Looking for themes amongst what, uh, what Bill's legislators put in is always fun. Yeah. Fun in quotation marks, but yeah, they usually put in the same style and everything, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Julia. I, I look at some of the names and uh, I'm, I'm definitely taking it a little more seriously than some of the other ones. Because I, I know that you guys are going to do an episode uh, eventually about the members of the committee, I'm hoping. Uh, yes, that's, next, that's, that's our next one. Next request. Spoiler alert. Oh, good. Good. Uh, because I was looking at the committee members and I'm like, oh, uh, uh, now, uh, what Senator Daughtry used to be Representative Daughtry is now chair of the committee. And we knew we talked about last year, Matt, that there was going to be a lot of change because people were like terming out and stuff. Right. But I, I recognized like three or four names on the committee now. And and that was it. I don't yeah, like, recognize any of the new yeah. ones. So it's going to be quite a change, I'd say. It is just a little tease like Senator Millette, who chaired the committee last year, is now Representative Millette. You know, so she's moving. And over not a chair. The not Which chair, but she's over the other side of the house of the of the Congress there on the other side, the other the other, the other mm -hmm. side there. So, some interesting little um, little maneuvers happening in the legislation legislature legislature that uh, mm -hmm. it's interesting to see. But yeah, some of the um, main stage or the long stays in the committee are gone. Some of those some some of the, some of our favorite people are still there. Which you know, we can we can mm -hmm. write them a letter in. I did notice that. say how how, how thankful I love that I understand I really I mean I'm not going to say what I think you're thinking but I think I I know which is such a great feeling Everyone. which is why I always loved listening anyone I mean yeah you yeah I'm yeah this I'm not hiding anything you can just go look up the cursive bill and tell me you can figure it out all right so on that note what are the <laughs> themes that you have noticed Matt Shea oh uh, so I've got I've got, before I make, start making fun of bills, which is really the only reason that I'm here, uh, 
Me too. I, I sense three themes of some good bills. <laughs> I sense three three good themes of things that are coming in that I think people are going to, uh, A, just technically, they're going to combine a lot. And a lot of the hearings are going to be based around that uh, for certain days. But some of the good ones, I don't have the, the names of any of these bills, but, the, but you guys can talk about the themes that were around career and tech ed, uh, which I, there's a lot around that. Uh, there's a lot around sexual assault, uh, especially at uh, higher education. Uh, and there's a lot of financial aid ones, of course, which makes sense during, since we're still in the pandemic, uh, how to alleviate some of those financial aid problems that people are having. Uh, so those are like the three good themes. Yep. Uh, is, is, is there anything in there, Julie, that, that you found were, were very interesting about any of those themes? I'm... The one that really stood out to me was the career in tech ed. Boy, did I love seeing that throughout and not just, I think, when it came to to the educational um, titles, but in addition. Um, and, you know, COVID, it's, it's funny because it's so present in our lives, but when I looked at some of the COVID bills that are being proposed, um, it just, there, there's a sense of urgency to those. So that's the only other thing I really noticed along those themes. Yeah, that was one of the themes that actually uh, came up to me that is gonna be fascinating to see how it happens this year. Cause there's a whole section of titles just on remote learning. And I'm gonna be fascinated to hear and see how the bills that are already in place here that are already listed, but also additional ones that might get added in to that particular theme. Um, what are the arguments? What are the testimony? What, what, are the, what is the main uh, purpose of some of those? So CTE, I agree. Funding is also a great one. Remote learning, I also are, are the main uh, areas. One thing I did notice that there was a major uh, absence of is, and we noticed this kind of the last time, is actually impacting direct curriculum. And being curriculum people like we all are, that's kind of an important thing. So, what do you, so last time we talked, we did, or did one of these episodes we thought that was a good thing we thought it was like glad they're just, glad they're just leaving things alone leave they're just letting the schools do what they need to do how are we feeling today Here, here's what i think julie before, before before you go here that i think that i think that people have realized if they've been following the committee at all and following what's happening that all of these curriculum bills immediately just get killed because a lot of local control is the thing and school districts can make up their own mind. And I think there's even some, some thought that the DOE is actually on a better path than it was a couple of years ago when a lot of those bills were coming out and there was no leadership uh, before uh, right. Commissioner Macon took over, I would say. Uh, there are still a couple of, of good curriculum ones in there. And by good, I mean horrific. <laughs> uh, but we'll talk about those in a second when I make fun of them. Those are obviously going nowhere. Uh, but I think I think that is my overall point, Matt, is that I think things have gotten a little bit better. So there's no urgency to do some things, except of this uh, one particular representative who put right. in a couple of awesome ones. Well, here here comes Julie, my what naive yeah here comes my naive realism. Is that, the, is that the correct term I want? Um, I was just thinking that curriculum has come so far from when we've started our career to now, um, the curriculum world is just 
blown up and there are you know great thinkers out there with the science behind it so my naivete to maybe the lack of is is that people are starting to realize just how important relationships are and that you can have the best curriculum in the world but until a child until an educator knows you care about them um, not much is going to happen. So I'd like to think that, and especially with the guidance that we have from DOE, so, so thankful for that guidance, um, that there's this knowledge of how important relationships are and that let's focus on, on that rather than nitpicking whether or not we teach the right way to make a capital J in cursive or, um, or whatnot. <laughs> I love that I make you laugh, Matt. Uh, uh, it, just, it just brings up so many fond memories of the, the just the amount of times that, that just listen to a testimony all that session. Do I need to write this in cursive? Do I need to write this in like when they sign it? They're signing in and they're writing their names. Um, so we've talked about some of the good so sections, but let's let's get into let's get into the fun. Because we'll 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 get into the good stuff. We'll we'll get to that and we'll talk about those things in more detail when we get there. But there are definitely some build titles that make us, let's just say concerned. So what are those, some of those build titles that when you see them, you're like, wait a minute, where is this going? There's something else behind here. As I was rummaging through these in the education, the one part where I went literally, and I wrote in my notes, oh no, dot, dot, dot. It was on page number 29 under entrance requirements, there are five bills all related to our favorite topic, vaccinations and immunizations. This is not going away. And so we have like LR22, uh, uh, an act to create fairness in the treatment of students by retaining students with certain vaccine exemptions, an act to, uh, 287, an act to restore parity among healthcare practitioners in the provision of medical exemptions for vaccinations. An act uh, 372, an act to promote school attendance by exempting virtual public charter school and private school students from immunization requirements. 414, an act to amend the laws governing vaccines by reinstating religious exemptions. And 1229, an act to improve educational opportunities by exempting children who attend virtual public charter schools from immunization requirements. So a couple on the virtual charter schools, but. All right, uh, for the sake of full disclosure, I color coded the bills and I want you to know that the color code of these under entrance that you just said are my, those that scare me. So I love that I'm starting off on the same page with you. So yeah. phew, that's good, okay. Well, so why do they scare you? Um, well, as you know, I have been a, an avid listener to your podcast and the podcast on vaccinations, it, it's just such a passionate topic. It's such a personal topic and everything that the two of you experienced in the past to think that, is that really how we want our time spent? So not meaning our time, but legislative time, family time, just all of the energy around it. So I guess it's the history that I've learned from, from your experience on Maine Education Matters that is just front and center when yeah. I see, see those. 
See, I, I, I remember back when that when the first bill came, I think it was 789 or something like that. Seven, it was something like that. And we thought that it was going to be, all right, this is going to be problematic. It's going to be a deal. But when they start the testimony at one o'clock in the afternoon, and I happened to tune in at 10 o'clock at night and they were still going, you can actually find the testimony still on the website that goes into the next day. It went for hours and hours and there were over 2,000, I believe, um, pieces of testimony that were submitted, something or something ridiculous, some ridiculous amount. I wrote, oh no, because that was for one bill. There are five here. I don't wanna do that much reading, people. I'm doing it from a completely selfish perspective. That's just a lot of work, come on. Here I am concerned about the emotional well-being and you're concerned about the time to read. My oh, own well-being. Oh, Matt. Well, I, I think that's totally on brand for this podcast, Julie. So uh, it's all about us. <laughs> uh, but I'm also guessing, Matt, that that the A, first of all, I'm guessing that all of these bills will eventually be condensed to one because of the experience that you just mentioned. Probably. Or I assume one it or would two, get whittled yeah. all into one. One or two, I, I would say, because there's no way they're doing all five. They're all they're all fairly similar. Now the virtual charter um, school. But I'm also wondering. One. Right. Yeah. That, the exemption. Some of that makes another. sense. My 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 thinking about these uh, bills, since we have no language, and you know that would take a long time to read anyway. Are they? Uh, do they realize that we're still in the middle of a, you know, a pandemic? with vaccines coming out to, you know, prevent COVID-19? Um, and do they want people to be exempt from the COVID vaccine also, or just certain vaccines? So, and it, are, are they honestly going to come out and say, we don't want the vaccine for COVID, just let it run and rampant? Because I know that, that uh, one person on the committee who's no longer on the committee talked a lot about uh, uh, herd immunity last year and was very scientifically unaware of how that works. Yep. Uh, and I, I see that he's got another bill in there uh, about immunizations, but do they not realize we're in a pandemic and the vaccine is coming? And so, so you're one of those people who actually believes there is a they're pandemic. They're saying it's happening. okay that we don't vaccine our people? Yeah, you, you, you believe that there is well, a pandemic. I, sh I should have said that before. I should have said that beforehand. Yes, I, I believe there is a pandemic. So. Maybe, maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah. well, I, I'm with you. I believe there is one too, but I mean, there are, there are still people who believe that it's all not there. This is not a thing. Yep. And right. not a thing. May I, may I ask a few more questions? Sorry. <laughs> Just at you, yes. Okay. Well, you, you know, you guys were going down, is science real? And I don't know, <laughs> Just, I, didn't, I didn't want to go that path, but I do want to know some of the bills that caught my attention and scared me was um, was because they were so vague. And I'm wondering if that is, if when they're vague, it's a red flag or when they're vague, I shouldn't worry. So for instance, um, an act to increase reading proficiency. I mean, I think we can all agree that we work hard to 
create lifelong readers and, and avid readers who can comprehend and articulate and be fluent. Um, yeah. But when I see those or an act to improve general education, I, I believe that's why I'm an educator. I mean, don't so, I show up every day to do the best I can and, and be the best I can? Well, I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the language for uh, one of my favorite general ones, uh, which is LR fifteen thirty seven, an act to improve Maine's education system. That, so that's when, the one I was trying to say. You took the words right out of my mouth. Thank you, Matt. Thank when you. I when I read that one, I'm like, oh, so I've been waiting for the answers for years, and now they're almost here. Now they're there. They're coming. The, uh, I, I'm just, I, I can't wait for that one. Uh, so the, the vagueness of the titles, uh, it'll be, it'll blow your mind when you see some of these titles and you're like, oh, it looks interesting. Uh, I wonder what it's about. And then you'll see the, the bill language and there won't be any because it'll be a concept bill. What, what did you guys think of the credentialing or the contracts, the one on um, an act to authorize lifetime teaching certificates or lifetime substitute I can't think of the wording on that. That there was some that scared me. As an act to establish a lifetime substitute teacher certification for established and successful educators. Yep, that was uh, that's submitted by Representative Fecto of Just Fecto out of Augusta, former rep member of the committee. I don't think he's on there anymore, actually. Um, yeah, to establish a lifetime substitute teacher, so a life a lifetime pass. You know, like I heard that uh, Olive Garden have has these lifetime pasta passes. You know, you can apparently if you're if you're a big enough celebrity, you can get one. There was some, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, we, this is my way of saying I want a lifetime pasta pass from Olive Garden. Okay, um, but a lifetime substitute teacher certification. So let's just say, for example, you wind up, you know, doing something. I don't know. There might be say a felony. You still get your certification. I mean, I know we're in a teacher you, shortage, so is that okay? Uh, so as I look at those point. titles, and I don't know all of the legislative, the, all of the people, I really tried to presume positive intentions and to think that these are all coming from a place of wanting to better our state and everything in it. But boy, some of them just really make you scratch your head for sure. Sure. Well, like you, you were talking about a minute ago, like you have those general ones, like an act to for student success or whatever it is. But then there are some titles that like, it, what are you really saying? Cause you're saying one thing in the title, but you're, there's clearly something else going on. Um, like uh, LR 1212, an act to restore a, uh, page 26, uh, an act to restore a school district's ability to authorize new types of schools and programs. What's that about? Because it says like, oh, the district's ability to authorize new types of schools and pro that sounds very interesting, but is there something else behind that that's pushing this agenda? Which, you know, the vague ones are confusing. These are equally confusing, but they're also kind of concerning. So here's my question for you, Matt. Sure. Since that one's not on my list. Who happened to sponsor that one? That one was sponsored by Representative Heidi Sampson of Alfred. Hmm. I wonder what her agenda has been for the past few years doing this. Um, for a while, she was, before, I think before she was a legislator, she was on the board, the school uh, charter, charter school uh, board. 
for several years. Hmm. What? Yeah, that's that's um, weird. That's interesting. Hmm. So, uh, curriculum people, there there were a couple oh, under graduation requirements and homework I wanted to talk to you about. Wanted to see if this one these get get you whatnot. An act to include volunteer hours in high school graduation standards. My guess on that one is people don't really know what standards mean, Matt. Of course. But well, if they listen to this I podcast, they, they sure don't. Again, in theory, it is wonderful, right? To think, yes, we're going to require kids to volunteer, but what's the reality? Is that really fair to, to all? Um, I don't know. In theory, I think it's wonderful, but I just don't think when you look at our entire state and yeah. the needs of some of our kids, I just, I love the idea, but I just think making it mandatory is not fair. Right. There's also that one right below it, an act to limit homework in public schools. Yeah, good luck, good luck with that one. So those are, those are a couple that I've, I saw as being a bit of a reach into the school systems that they're like, can we just like mandate these things? But I don't see those going anywhere at all because of that very reason. They're, being, they're too prescriptive, they're too detailed of the getting out of that, since being a local control state is just taking all of that local power away from them to decide those things. Whereas their intentions I think are good and, and noble in those ways, as goodness knows, I would love to limit homework. Um, it's also like, you gotta let the, the teachers decide that. You can't do that from Augusta. So let's do a, let's do a couple of more curriculum ones. Okay. That, may, that maybe don't come from a good place of positive intentions, uh, but more of a place of, let's say, uh, ideology. So okay. there's two in particular. They're numbered right next to each other, actually, LR 1442 and 1443 by Representative Zebra um, of Naples. Uh, 1443, the first is an act to require, I'll, I'll go backwards here, an act to require a course regarding the US Constitution and the Constitution of Maine to be taught to high school seniors. Now I can, I can see that one being like positive intentions, I guess. Uh, Representative Sieber probably doesn't realize that that stuff is normally taught in high school uh, in a regular social studies curriculum. Uh, but and I, required. I, I got, and, and required, uh, and usually not by seniors. They usually take it a year, a year, maybe two before, but they, they, they get a good dose of the Constitution and the Constitution of Maine. Uh, but when I look at the other one that's related to it, uh, it kind of tells you where what they mean by it, mm -hmm. if if Representative Sieber even knows what that means by it. But 1442 is an act to require a course regarding the dangers of progressive socialism to be taught in high school. Yes, I did, or I do remember yeah. seeing that one. Pure ideology, and is really not interesting. There's nothing yep. to do with really improving the system or improving schools or improving kids' experiences in schools, but it's more about pushing forward a political ideology. That's really all it is. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones, uh, fortunately, those are fortunately the ones that get about five minutes of uh, talk after all of the testimony comes in. They realize, okay, local control, we're gonna let the DOE take care of it, uh, dead. And that's it. Right. 
So they'll, they'll have their say, they'll have their moments because as, as you said, every bill gets a hearing and that's as far as it will go. Yeah. Thank goodness. Well, since we're going down, it's interesting down the, hearing I mean, the crazies come out for that one. They do. Oh yeah. Well, there are a lot of, and a lot of crazy come up that will come out for that one for immunizations for charter schools. They, those always come out. People always come out in big time for those. Um, but speaking of ideology on that same page, down a little bit further, um, there were a couple that really, um, really shocked me, as a matter of fact. Uh, I saw them and I, can't, I cannot believe this, these were actually included. Um, LR 1367, an act to strengthen Maine's Title IX protections for biological women and girls in sports. And LR 1672, an act to ban biological males from participating in women's sports. That is also coming from a very one-sided particular political ideology. And that scares me because anytime we're trying to put in a bill that is exclusionary or things into the law that are intentionally exclu excluding people, that becomes really problematic. And Maine has always been a state that has been very inclusive and very welcoming of everybody, even if you're from away. I, I see this as being, these two, those two bills as being incredibly, incredibly dangerous. And I'm like, those are some of the ones that I was, I was scared. I, I, I stood back and I, I, I highlighted them and went, you've gotta be kidding. This is coming up in front of our legislature. From that, let's go from hateful to what the heck. How about that? Sure. Oh, good. Let's okay, I want to take you back to uh, before, before the graduation requirements. One I highlighted that made me shake my head, an act to require the Department of Education to provide information to students, allowing them to make informed choices regarding their education and professional futures. I wrote WTF on that one too. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Holy cow. Like we are not going to tell you how to make your life better. We're just not going to tell you. I, I, I really? don't know what this means. I, <laughs> to require the deal. Who is the, who is the, uh, yeah. Who is the sponsor on that one? You guys. I think. Matthew Pouliot of Kennebec. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so I, I've noticed that some of these in the past, and I don't know about this particular one, but some of the bills that go in have clearly been because they or a family member or somebody they know had a bad experience in school and they put in a bill to fix it, mm -hmm. uh, which is just crazy when it's a one-off uh, especially when something like this when you read a title like that it it makes me think does this person have any idea what their how schools even work and i am not i'm not sure in this particular case if senator pouliot realizes that you know that that's kind of what we do every day unless of course that is one that is put in for a particular constituent who had a bad experience and 
just speaking from Southern California here, Senator Pouliot seems like that type of a person who would put something in for a constituent because he feels that's his job. So that's kind of where I would lean towards that one because he knows that schools don't work that way. Right, he does. I read that one similarly, and I, I, I have a feeling that this has, when you, when you have that make informed choices, that tells me about school choice, that this is really what's, what's, what's going on here. And it's making sure that our schools, like in schools, we have to be providing, like, um, like the, the DOE has to provide mm -hmm. information to schools, have to provide for students, say, here are other schools in your area or other educational opportunities in your area that you can go and attend, that you can go and be a part of. So if you're in the Portland area, you're going to, let's say, Deering, well, there's also, there's also have to be signs up for Baxter Academy of the Sciences, let's say. That's interesting. I didn't, I didn't read it that way, but uh, one of the other ones that is similar to that is, makes me think that those are related, which was LR 708 uh, by Representative Hanley of Pittston. There was an act to create education choices by creating education savings accounts for Maine students. Yep. And you know that's just a way to get public money into private schools. So uh, you may be on the right track with that other one, Matt. So I may have, I may have just misread that. And that's why this is so fun because we have no idea what any of this language is. Uh, and of course, since we can make fun of it all day long, uh, I just, I, I know there's been one in the past that we've done this, Matt, that uh, our interpretations were just so wrong. So wrong. Oh, it was just, you know, on brand, but still, um, I, took I think you're on the right you track said. for that one. I want you both to know I took everything <laughs> you said, hook, line, and sinker. So, um, oh, well then. I have two more, two more. And then um, my question is going to be what happens next? Because I am a newbie after all. Um, why, okay. why would we remove a fingerprinting requirement? <laughs> um, okay, thank you. Okay, no need to continue. Also on my list. Okay. And, and the, I, one, the one- I, you Yeah, may, I have no idea. Yeah. The one you may have mentioned, um, the vagueness of it, an act to improve operations at the Department of Education. Um, maybe that means to provide them more support, to provide Pender all of the positions that she needs to, to function properly, right? It's, is it possible? Who's, it, who's, the sponsor, who's the sponsor? Michael Brennan of Portland. Oh, probably is then. Yeah, probably is a way to help then. I would say okay. uh, that makes me for feel some a little of, better. For some of those ones, for the titles and stuff, I always try to look at the party that's yep. trying to put that one in. Uh, and if it's the party that's the minority party of whatever term it's in, uh, then you could probably sense that being a underhanded one. But if it's represent, is it still Representative Brennan or is he a senator now? It says Representative. He's still Representative, Brennan. most likely, right? Yeah. Representative. Okay. He, uh, yeah, he's very, he's super supportive and has been in the past. Uh, so I, I would assume, I would assume very good intentions with that one. Nice. So what happens from this 145 page document that I had to review? What happens next? Well, what happens next is going to be that one well, the, the committee yeah. is going to start setting a calendar and they're going to start putting these things to be heard and they're going to be testimony and then they're going to start 
hearing them and then pushing them before the legislature. You know, just and like Matt Shea will continue to attend all of those and tell us what happens. Yep, I'm going to fly back every morning, uh, attend them in person, and give live updates throughout the day. No, uh, at that point, Julie Smythe, you'll be starting to attend some of those, whether it's in person or uh, as Matt does it, like in his car all the time. Often. Uh, and I'll just be lonely out here editing them, listening to what is going on from YouTube now instead of me making fun of everything. Um, I don't I don't know if you remember this, but I only attended one. And the one I attended, I sat to your left and it was the huge proficiency um, 180, 360. Yeah. I, I really, that was very traumatic for me. So you're telling me I have to go back into that room? You have to go in there and, oh, first of all, it's a new, uh, a much nicer room. Uh, but yeah. 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 Most of it, by the way, is not nearly as exciting as the proficiency one. They're, they're usually, you just sit there and people blather on. You're like, how do these people, like, how did they get here? How, how do they operate a car and do this testimony? Uh, and most of it's honestly pretty boring. Yeah. Uh, but good news, there's a cross cafe right downstairs that hopefully will be open uh, for some business anyway. So we'll see. So. They have really good coffee. We'll see. One thing I have not found out here. Yeah. Here's the thing that I cannot find out here. I cannot find our spicy dill pickle chips, although they do have, I have found Deep River out here, but not spicy dill pickle, just all their other flavors. I'm like, what the hell? Well, I I'm think you're just working right. on sponsorship, by the way. Deep you, River you need to write a strongly worded memo to Gavin Good. Newsom. I will. I will. Yeah. I'm the, I'll, I'll take it from our senator. I, I, I'll say I'm deeply concerned that we don't have spicy dill pickle chips out here. Uh, that one one, one that I want to talk about seriously, I think is a really good idea. And a few more I just want to, that I just found hysterical. Um, but it was under law enforcement, um, not in the education bills, but it was LR 101014, an act to require cultural sensitivity training for school resource officers. I think that's a wonderful idea. I highlighted it. I did somewhere. But, but, but Julie, did you highlight uh, LR 1331, an act regarding nuisance deer? I think I deleted that one, sorry. I had to condense my 145 pages to a, a workable number. So sorry, that one got deleted. Oh. Tell me more about it though, Matt. Well, what about, I don't know. Uh, well, I, well, deer are generally a nuisance, just in general. I, you know, three words, thin the herd. Um, LR 588, what about that one? An act to prohibit hunting with a bow or crossbow within a hundred yards of a residence. How do we feel about that one? Might be a good idea. Think so? How about an act to apply the civil trespass law to hunting dogs? Would the dogs go to jail? That's my question. <laughs> so we're, so Julie, where, where can you find us? Please follow us on Twitter at Main Ed Matters, or if you prefer Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash Main Education Matters. And please, leave a comment so that it, the positive comment that I wrote three years ago can disappear because it probably looks kind of odd that I am now a co-host and I was praising the two of you so vociferously. Yeah, maybe, well, that's, that, that, maybe that's how you became a co-host. Leave a comment, be a co-host. 
Mm. Leave a comment, be a co-host. Uh, Matt, it was great seeing you. Thanks for jumping in on this. Works for me. On this fun episode. Yes. And and uh, with that, we'll Thank see you. you next time.